0: You're listening to Straight Shooters, a straightforward golf podcast that'll straighten out your game. And here are your hosts, Keith Bennett and Henry
1: Statina. All right. Welcome back to the Straight Shooters podcast. We are here. Keith Bennett joined by Henry Statina. We are your hosts and we are here to answer your questions today about the game of golf and helping you play better golf we posed a question on instagram this week asking you to submit questions about what you need help with in your game and we're going to tackle one of those questions right now a big one that we hear every single day on the lesson t without fail and that's that word consistency everybody wants consistency in their game Um, but i feel like and probably henry you'll agree with me here that that word gets thrown around a lot but if you were to ask the golfers who request consistency in their game, what they really mean by it, uh, they have a, a hard time giving a solid definition for themselves. So if you go on Webster's Dictionary and you type in the word consistent, here is what you get. Acting or done in the same way over time, especially so as to be fair or accurate. Unchanging in nature, standard or effective over time. So when you hear that, Henry, what does that mean to you in in terms of golf? How does that relate to golf?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good topic. We get that one probably, I mean, I'd, I'd say maybe more often than anything is people are looking for more consistency. And when I hear the definition, I think of doing the same thing repeatedly over a long period of time. And that's not necessarily what I see golfers doing. Right. Um, From a from a practice standpoint, they're not they're not practicing consistently. Right. Um, They're not practicing on a daily basis or they don't have some kind of a practice program. They're not playing consistently um, regular rounds of golf, whether they be weekly or or biweekly or monthly or what have you. Um, Within a practice session the thoughts aren't consistent, the objectives aren't consistent. We're not doing the same thing over and over. It's actually more of a a, a shotgun approach of just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. A lot of random ideas, a lot of bouncing around from swing tip to swing tip, trying the latest fad, seeing what they, you know, listening to what they saw on, on Instagram or on the golf channel the most recent time they watched. So it's far from consistent but yet that's what they're looking for. That's the result that they're looking for.
1: Right, right. They want consistency, but their actions are not consistent, right? So again, the definition acting or done in the same way over time. So I I think the key couple words there are over time, meaning for a long duration of time. I mean, if you go back to any of the good sports psychology books, like Dr. Bob Rotella, he says you need to give things minimum six months time before you can judge whether something has worked or not now the golfers that we see on a regular basis give it a couple practice sessions at the most before they toss something out i mean they haven't even given it enough time to marinate to to ruminate on it to think about it to to see the fruits of it whatsoever before they're tossing it out i think we live sort of in this culture here in america of quick fix you know the diet pill craze you know get a surgery to 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 make things better versus hey why don't we why don't we take consistent action over a long period of time and actually do it the right way and i think the way it needs to be done is kind of contrary to what's being thrown at us as golfers and as people in this society of how we get how we get results but you and i both know if you want anything long term or lasting you know, nothing worth having is comes easy. And and everybody's experienced that in their life doing something they've done. If they've gotten something good out of anything they've done, it's because they've put a lot of work in over a long period of time. I mean, anybody who comes to you is good at something. They're good at something in their profession. If you were to ask them how they got there, they would trace back a road of probably consistent actions. Yet in golf, I think we're thrown like you said, a lot of golf digest and golf, you know, golf magazine articles every week, it's something new. I mean, think about the information, what if golf digest or these other magazines just put out the same type of tip over and over? I mean, they'll never do that cause it wouldn't sell magazines. Cause eventually you would just be prepared for what the articles are going to be because they're the same thing every time. But don't you, I mean, that would be, that would be a more consistent message Um, And to your point there, practice session to practice session, no one's doing the same thing every time. I mean, it's just all over the map. I don't know how you would get good at something if next week you're trying out a whole new swing theory or something that's just occurred to you and then you're, and then you're just throwing out whatever you did last week. I mean, you've done some, you know, looking into this, talk about how the brain works as far as how the brain is kind of a learning mechanism and it needs practice to get good at something.
0: Yeah. I think, I think maybe reverse engineering it, um, kind of how you, how you had started would be a good way of looking at it. The, the amount of time that it takes to, to learn a skill. Um, Dr. Bob Rotella recommended a minimum of six months. I think he said something like do this for six to nine months and, Uh, without any expectation of an outcome but rather just to see how good you can become in that time frame i recall stories of of tiger woods calling butch Harmon, something like nine months after working on a new swing change and saying he's finally got it right you can only imagine the amount of time and effort that he put in practicing it on a daily basis probably you know a full-time job or, or or more many many hours per day And um, I like to think about, you know, when we we watch children learn to tie their shoes or to walk or to ride a bicycle or any skill for that matter, the amount of time and daily practice that it takes to get good at it. And although we're adults, uh, we don't learn any faster. In in fact, we might even learn uh, learn at a slower rate. Right. And so we have to first realize the amount of time that it takes to get good at something. You know, a um, person working out in the gym is going to take months and months before they see some significant results. So um, that's the first step. And then it's a matter of how, how do we develop a consistent routine to actually see those results over a period of time? Um, I like the idea of, of doing something every day. Personally, that that makes more sense to me. But you know, if you were to look at somebody getting into fitness, maybe for the first time or, or starting a new program, they're going to typically come up with some kind of a uh, a weekly program. It might be um, certain muscle groups one day, and, and then moving throughout the week to change. They might have rest days between, uh, but they're going to have some kind of a some kind of a plan that they're working with. It'll probably be broken down into sets and reps. And I think that's the way we might take to take our golf game. We might need to chisel out an hour per day to practice. And, and, and even if you can't do it every day, maybe four days a week might be valuable. And maybe you can't make it to the golf course all of those days and you have to do some of it at home. There's plenty of activities that a person can do at home that would yep. continue their learning journey and, and instill consistency within their practice routine, which would ultimately come out in more consistent results. And and so I think coming up with a a weekly or, or monthly type of a program that would allow a person to touch on all the various skills that they need for playing good golf, technique development, putting, chipping, pitching, full swing, driving, mental game, bunker game, course management, right? It needs to include all of it. So I think consistency comes down to coming up with a plan, and that would be the first thing that a person might do. Um, and then when it comes to actually executing that practice plan would mean that we would have to have some uh, some objectives, some, some whether they be technique-based or mentally-based, but we would want to have some kind of... An, intention for every golf shot that we would repeat over and over Um, if we were working on our swing we'd want to have the same kind of information um, being input to create the golf swing it you know we talk about the golf swing itself and it's basically a mental uh, a physical representation of a mental intention and with every swing thought would uh would create a different swing output. And so when we're changing our swing thoughts from swing to swing, we're actually uh, restarting that learning process. The brain isn't having time to wire the muscles in a fashion that would create any type of consistency.
1: So what what would a swing thought be like? A lot of people, I think they throw that around, but I mean, even if you're thinking hit down on the ball that's a swing thought right and your brain is going to move the muscles in a way to respond to that thought and you're going to get potentially sort of a choppy looking swing right
0: yeah people people uh anything that we think about during the 2 seconds that it takes to make a golf swing would be considered a swing thought right there are some players that feel that they don't think during the swing but we know that would be impossible the muscles only respond to what the brain is telling it. And right. So, There's no
1: such thing as muscle memory.
0: No such thing as muscle memory. Muscles are um, are, are, are moving voluntarily. They're moving by direct impulses from the brain. So um, for, for every thought, there is a, a reaction, a physical reaction. So a lot of times we get confused by that because... We will have the wrong thoughts or too many thoughts and they've been proven to provide poor results and so we've basically discredited all of them the thing is is that we cannot control the swing consciously we cannot be trying to put the club in the body in positions or places during the swing while it's actually happening that should be left up for the subconscious and so we need to realize what is the conscious intention That needs to uh, be in place for the subconscious to coordinate the body to swing the club in a fashion that would produce a good result. And I think part of it comes from understanding what the club and the body are to be doing. Um, For example, with putting, we would, you know, a lot of us would consider it a pendulum like motion um, with with the anchoring point being at the center of the swing a place on the spine between the shoulders mm-hmm. it would be a high center pendulum type motion um, i think if we were to have that as an intention we would be much more likely to produce that type of a of a result and building the swing is the first step you don't need any golf balls to do that a person could do that in their home right after the swing has been developed and this is goes right along with what Bob Rotella says about doing the skill building, the technique building at home on the carpet with or without a ball. Going to the golf course and actually putting would be um, more ball focused. What do I want to do with the golf ball? And we all tend to read the green. Um, some of us differently than, other, than others. Some of us will see an arc at which we want the ball to travel on. Others will see a straight line, and they're picking more of an aim point, and they're, they're intending to roll the ball in a straight line towards it, allowing gravity to break it towards the hole. And so, depending on how a person reads putts, either way, it's going to be a mental intention for what they want to do with the golf ball. Now, the real secret is being able to go through their, re- their pre-shot routine, taking practice swings and whatnot, while still maintaining that mental visualization or that mental intention of what they want to do with the golf ball. And then the real secret, the key ingredient is to maintain that mental intention or visualization while performing the putting stroke. That is the the brain's conscious thought processing, the visualization that would trigger the subconscious to carry it out through through a physical response.
1: Now, why, do they need, why would someone need to do that every time? Why couldn't they deviate away from that and still see good results? Why, why do they need to do that every single time?
0: Because that's the way the brain works. When we are at the grocery store and we go to sign our name, when we're checking out for our groceries, we are going to visualize our signature as we're making it. It's nothing fancy. It's just a simple mental picture of our signature as we're writing it. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort because we've done it so much and we've gotten so good at it that it's very autonomous and we probably don't even notice it happening. It seems like it happens on its own. And that would be the same process to which we're describing for, for playing a golf shot. It should become automatic like that. It should be the case where it seems like we're almost not thinking, but it is a skill that needs to be developed. And early on in the stages, we would want to be more aware of that. And so we need to teach players to visualize what they want to do with the club and the golf ball and have them spend their time practicing it. So if they were to practice 60 golf shots, they would be, practicing mentally for all of those with the same thought processing, the same input that would give us the correct physical output and in turn would create um, a very uh, a, a very automatic like golf swing or putting stroke.
1: And so circling that back around to this idea of consistency where we started, right? So if we want consistency, that means we need to practice more consistently and when we practice we need to have more consistent thoughts because as you just laid out thoughts precede action so we don't take an action until a thought pops into our head right so if you see a soccer ball sitting there on the ground your legs just not going to involuntarily start kicking at it you have to think of the direction you want the ball to go and how you're going to get the ball there and then the brain snaps to and contracts the muscles to move your foot in a certain direction so Same thing with a golf shot that golf ball is not going to go anywhere until you set up to it. And then you have a consistent thought, a consistent mental intention. And you just laid out how that works for putting. So if we go to the range, going to the range is great. That's the first step, but what you do at the range is even more important. And like you said, I think it's really good. Each golf ball is not physical practice. It's actually mental practice. So that small ball bucket of balls, 30 golf balls would be a great place to start. Practicing your mental intention—can you hold the mental intention of a golf ball rolling on an arced line or rolling to the end of a straight line every single time? It's a lot harder than a lot of people realize, and you need to be focused for the entire practice session. And as we know, the brain is a learning mechanism and a learning—you know—a learning muscle. So the more you give it the same input the faster and better it gets at sending the, 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 you know, the messages to the right muscles to contract. That's why people who have done it a lot time look a lot smoother because their brain has simply had more time to practice, not just practicing randomly, but practicing like the same mental intention over and over. That's why it looks so smooth. That's why when you walk, you don't even realize how you walk, but everyone's got their own specific gait and cadence and step structure. That's why everyone's swings look a little different, but their brain has coordinated perfectly, perfectly for them. So, you know, we're getting more consistent. we got to get to the range more consistent or we just have to practice at home more consistently. But but with the same mental intention. Right.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it comes down to making a behavioral change. Yes. People want to change. People want change, but they don't want to change.
1: Right.
0: And the and the results that players are getting right now is based on what they're doing uh, to, to get those results. And so if they're looking for different results, we're going to need to be able to, to, to create a different practice program. We're going to need to be able to see this over a long period of time. Give us six, nine, maybe 12 months to, to see some significant improvement. We're going to want to um, practice more frequently. Um, especially incorporating at home practices to where they are able to um, get a lot of value out of that time, but also um, to continue the stream of improvement rather than taking days off and and, and breaking that chain. And then in reality, probably the most difficult part is going to be um, how we utilize that time. How do we, how do we control our thoughts um, to where we're we're taking a little bit different approach, rather than being mindless and and maybe non-target focused, uh, bouncing from idea to idea, we're going to need to be a lot more organized in the way we practice, and it is going to take more effort at first, but it's going to be worth it, and um, and and players, are, they're, they're, that's what they're that's what they need to be able to do is they need to be able to discipline themselves to practice on a regular basis, and have a better management of their mind while they're practicing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, a lot of this stuff. So again, just to come back around to it, we got to have, like an outcome we're looking for, right? If we, if we want to you know, probably start with a certain scoring average or a handicap or a ball flight that you wanna produce more regularly. And then you backtrack into how how do I get that, right? How does the golf club need to move in order for me to make the ball do that? And then how do I need to focus my mind to make the golf club move in that manner? And then how do I come up with a behavioral change to get myself to practice that more often? that makes sense?
0: Yep, absolutely. You
1: know, they we can probably, use, you go ahead. We, we can use
0: the story, you know, of Tiger Woods spending nine months before Colin Butch saying he finally got it. You can hear about Ben Hogan practicing for 15 minutes at a time, taking a break smoke a cigarette and reflecting on what he was doing, um, mentally right. preparing for the next steps. You can hear Ben Hogan talking about, um, uh, Uh, Henny Bogan, the little character of himself that he would visualize playing a golf shot prior to every shot that he played. Um, There's stories of Jack Nicklaus talking about visualizing his shot um, like a like a in color movie of of the ball sitting on the green uh, reversing, you know, the ball flight back to the tee and then seeing it play in real time, him actually swinging and playing the shot. Um, Right. You know, he said he did that every time he played a golf shot, even in practice. Right. And so the players have told us what they're doing. You know, there's lots of videos on Tiger Woods and and uh, Jason Day talking about the mental game visualization. There's a great series on YouTube of Taylor made and uh, those players explaining the way they play various shots. And, and each of them see things a little bit differently. But we have to realize that, The mind is what is producing those golf shots and being blank is not the answer and being um, bouncing from idea to idea is not the answer. We, We need to become very consistent in the way we perceive and execute golf shots from a mental standpoint.
1: Yeah. I mean, you even hear about Tiger Woods said like when he's truly playing his golf, it's like he's blacked out, but That can be misconstrued to the thing to the point of like he's not thinking but he's so locked onto his target and his ball flight that he has become oblivious to his body and clubs movements because the subconscious has taken over those directives and he's not consciously controlling the club he's consciously holding the target in his mind or the ball flight in his mind and then the subconscious is responsible for you know for doing the movements of the club to match the mental picture i mean even jeff costum who we've had on the show always talks about on the range, you have to create a moment for the moment on the range. And what he's talking about is you have to see a fairway. You have to see the ball flight. You have to see the moment in your mind, even on the range. So that when you're on the golf course, you're just, you're just creating those moments for the moment instead of just, you know, slapping around putts. You know, I was at the, at the, the most recent tournament with Jeff and we were sitting down after the round and just having a having a bite to eat and talking. And he said, you know, look at all those guys over on the putting green, you know, before I would have thought those guys are practicing, but I realized those guys aren't practicing. They're just, they're just out. They're not, they're not practicing. They're just hitting putts. They're just hitting putts. They're not practicing. They're not creating a moment for the moment. They're not really channeling their mind and working on their visualization skills that they're going to need to play better golf the next day. So, yeah all those things all those those stories and anecdotes from from the legends of the game like you said it's funny those guys and girls always tell us <laughs> what to do we just think it's all we just think it's all cliche right but it's it's in reality it's what we have to do but Something else that's interesting, too, is I get this a lot. A lot of new golfers or beginner golfers are like, I'm not ready for visualization. You know, when I'm ready, when I'm better, I'll be ready for it. But the funny thing is they're never going to be better until they start doing it.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking when you had that in mind. It's as if golfers are, they want to work on their technique. They want to get their body and their club movement Correct. And then transfer to the visualization when it's actually the opposite. When we start to visualize more correctly, the body will respond more correctly. It should be the case, actually, like you mentioned, was is that we should be oblivious to our swing as it's happening. Right. We shouldn't be aware of the muscle movements. We shouldn't be aware of the club movements. We should be oblivious to it the same way, way we're oblivious to the way we walk up the steps, the same way we're yep. oblivious to the motions involved in riding a bicycle, or the same way we're oblivious uh, to signing our name when we're checking out at the grocery store. When we're focused on one task, the, the mental intention of performing that task, it occupies all of our mind and we become oblivious to the other things around us. The, 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 the actual swing itself, the folks that are watching us, the score, the situation, we become oblivious to all that to where we become into some kind of a zone like state, like a free throw shooter. Who's shooting a free throw and he's focusing on what he wants to do with the basketball, going into the hoop and is completely oblivious to the fans and the people trying to distract him.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've, you know, you and I both mentioned this a lot. We've both struggled with this to where I think, when you quote, get in your own way, you are trying to control the swing and the body during the motion rather than let the subconscious brain do that. And therefore you're not really swinging your own signature, unique golf swing. And it's interesting when I film my swing on camera, when I'm okay, I'm going to film my swing when I'm truly oblivious to the motion and locked onto the target it looks very different than when I'm trying to produce some sort of swing that I like the look of more. And we both kind of talked about that, but I, I will absolutely play my best golf and hit my best shots when I'm atta- attached to the target mentally or the ball flight mentally and letting my, my subconscious handle that, handle that ball flight and, you know, getting out of my own way. Um, and, you know, you look, you think about like someone like, you know Shaquille O'Neal shooting a free throw versus like a Steph Curry who looks a little bit more like they're attached to the target right I mean Shaq looks like he's looks like he's really thinking about how his hand should move and how his fingers should release the ball and and looks like Steph's just kind of looking at a spot on the rim and letting it go.
0: We talk about a swing as a defined motion it's uh it's a to and fro motion suspended from an axis. An example of it would be a pendulum or a swing set. And when you think about, you know, the laws of physics, the the first one states that an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted on by an external force. Now, if we can put that golf club into motion, it will stay in motion unless we interfere with it.
1: Hmm.
0: Golfers are constantly interfering with the golf swing. They're trying to take control of it as it's being swung. Mm. Manuel would always say to leave it alone. Mm. Leave the golf swing alone. You don't need to tense up. You don't try, need to try to manipulate it. You don't need to try to, uh, to, to c- control impact a, a split second. What right. we want to do is put the golf club into motion and leave it alone because it'll remain in motion and in the direction that it was swung without interference
1: right yeah that's awesome i think that's a good a good spot to uh to wrap up too um so just to kind of put a bow on all this the original you know topic was how do i become more consistent and so if we kind of spitball that we were talking about all right we gotta we gotta come up with a behavioral change to to make it to the range more consistently to to get a golf club in our hands at home more consistently. And that would be the first step. So coming up with a plan as to how you are going to carve out time in your already busy daily schedule, you know, and it has to become a priority. If you don't don't really want to get better or need to get better, you'll find a way to to miss those practice sessions. You have to come up with a reason as to why you need to improve your golf game. And it has to be something other than, I want the accolades of other people, or I wanna beat the, the buddies in my group. It's gotta be more something for you internally. Uh, and then it's coming down to when you practice, having an, ob, you know, an objective in mind, an intention for each swing, right? And then, and after you have an intention for each swing, it's having a consistent thought process, a consistent mental intention, and, and doing that on a more consistent basis, right? Did I, did I miss anything there? What else would you need?
0: I think it's a great topic. I think we hear it all the time. Golfers are looking for more consistency. And it it really is what, what you're suggesting. There is, you know, it takes a long time. We got to give ourselves plenty of time to, to see the results. We have to have a, a game plan with weekly and daily goals and objectives. And then we need to be able to carve out the time, which is probably the most difficult. We need to sacrifice something somewhere in order to find the adequate amount of time to to put into practice. And then when we have that time, it's a matter of of, of putting the right mentality behind our practice so that we can have consistent thoughts and produce consistent shots. Like our buddy, Ed always says,
1: there you go, man. And, And one last thing, you don't need to get to the range to practice your swing. The swing has nothing to do with the golf ball. So, If you can get a club in your hands at home more often, that's way better than going two weeks without touching a golf club. So um, keep that in mind there. All right, Henry, dude, great, great convo. I think this is going to help a lot of golfers just understand this whole generic topic of consistency. We're never going to stop hearing it. It's going to be forever as we teach golf, it's going to be what people want. And I think, hey, we just got to keep talking about it more and, and help people understand how to become more consistent. And, uh, hopefully people will start to start to really latch on to the ideas that we just talked about. Cause, uh, I'm sure we'll have many more combos just like this one.
0: Sounds good. Keith, take care. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.
1: All right, buddy. Later.
0: Later.